just amazing absolutely amazing with wildflowers and and august we've just come through the pharmacy forum which was uh, an immense amount of fun uh two days of uh of lots of conversation which is really good uh, a couple of weeks time i've got um uh i've got another trip to adelaide for the Beatrice conference coming up which i'm excited about i've only been to adelaide once this will be my second trip to adelaide so i'm really looking forward to that uh the other thing coming up is uh next week i've got a webinar for bd Rower about um what your decision making process is for investing in dispensary automation so that's going to be enormous amount of fun now Ladies and gentlemen, I've got this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful lady here whose her business is called Through Customers Eyes, and she goes by the most intriguing title of Chief Undercover Officer. And I absolutely love that. Anne Vanai, welcome. Thank you, John. And how are we doing this wonderful bright sunny morning? I am morning? very well, thank you. Very well. That's good. So the audience will be wanting to know who is Anne. What is through customers' eyes? And it's not a common thing of having a title of Chief Undercover Officer. Tell us about who Anne is and what does Anne do? Well, um, my business is an undercover customer experience business. Yeah. Um, I had a, a few businesses, a couple of businesses many moons ago. Yeah. And for me, uh, it was a couple of retail and hospitality. And for me, it was always about customer services, as probably we all are very focused on. Yeah. And um, after a while, I got out of the, the those businesses. And throughout the years, I but customer service was always important to me. Every mm. time I'd go somewhere, I would complain about this and about that to my husband. He says, well, you should go do something about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, I thought, well, no, that's not a bad idea. So I, I did some research and, and found that this is a great thing to do because when I was in my businesses, I didn't, it was very hard to know what was going on on the front line, especially if I was not there. Because um, we can only control so much. That's right. Yep. That's correct. So, um, so I thought, well, this is, if, if I could give some insights to business owners, then that would be a good thing. Mm. And they could work on that. They could, and it's never about, you know, seeing how a, a staff member acts, how badly or how well. It's about seeing what is actually going on so that they can actually give training if they want or they can recognize the yeah. staff members. Yeah. So that became really important to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would go around and I thought, well, you know, I really feel like I'm wearing this cap and sunglasses and trench coat ideas. So yeah, yeah. Bit of a secret squirrel, <laughs> Agent yes. 99 type that's thing. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that's how it all came about. It was cheap undercover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, undercover customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so tell us about um, tell us about exactly what you do and how you help 
And it's particularly on the, on the retail line. Yes. Um, so I do quite a lot. I do a lot of retail at the moment. And what we do is we go in as undercover customers. So the staff members do not know who we are. Mm. We will um, make an inquiry and see how that they react. Mm. So first thing we look at is we look at how quickly they acknowledge us, how quickly they come up to uh, help, uh, approach us and greet us. Yep. And then we'll give our inquiry and then we'll see how they selling skills, we, we, we test their selling skills, mm. how they can um, move us, move the customer towards the path, what I call the pathway to purchasing. Yeah. And then of course, um, and how much knowledge, product knowledge they have, because mm. that's really important. So yeah. if you can imagine you've got one store that has a, a staff member who's got very little product knowledge and another staff member in another store who's got a lot of product knowledge and they have the ability to, to, to sell, they have the ability to close that sale. Who do you think the customer is going to go to? They're going to walk out of the first one and go to the second and buy from there. So that's really, really important. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, how they farewell the customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you've spent a bit of time in uh, in the world of pharmacy as well. So um, you've been in and out of quite a few pharmacies in your, in your time and mm -hmm. seeing the experience. Um, I'm very interested to know of... And I'm sure the listeners are very interested to know, from your world, tell me about some of the experiences that you've had of just that, that almost perfect level of service. Those who just do it really, really well. Mm. Um, I can recall three, and only three, mm. <laughs> really, really good stories whereby I came out. I was doing them myself. I came out and I thought, wow, you know, and, and now when I think about it, I still feel that wow, wow statement. That's where we want to get our customers to, when they come out and they feel wow. So do you end up come out buying out hundreds of dollars worth of stuff that you didn't really need? I did. <laughs> I literally did. I walked into this store and um, everything was great, you know, they greeted me well, etc. And all that was fine. And I, I, I gave my um, query and this gentleman said, this is what, and he took me and he says, this is what I give my dad. And I said, oh, okay. And immediately he was already starting to, for me to create that trust because he's giving this to his dad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, uh, and told me all about the product. And I just sat, stood there and I hum and hard. And he took me to another one to give me a choice. Mm. He says, now listen, you can have this one. It's a little bit cheaper, but it's not going to do the job the way you want it to do. And of course, I walked out, I bought it. <laughs> I walked out and I looked at this price. Hang on a minute, I didn't go in there to buy. <laughs> it didn't really want this, but I got it. I mean, you know, I probably would have gone back another time and mm. bought it, but the was intention was... Was this a farm? It was. It was a yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if we dig into that a little bit more, what, what was it about that experience that really shone out to you of as a, an example of really good high-level customer service? It was his, uh, his intenseness of how good the product was. He knew everything. So there was passion. There was a bit of there was an emotional sort of passion there. Yes. The, yeah, yeah. Was like you could like feel the happiness. Yes. 
come he's through. related to a family member, and he kind of was related to, to, to that scenario. Mm. But um, he found something straight away, and he used it. And um, and 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 that level of confidence in the product that he was actually mm. talking about yeah. um, just made me think, oh well, I might as well get it here now. Yeah, and that was yeah. it. Yeah, well, you got some some other stories there and other experiences of. Um, customer service that's just really impressed you. Yes, another one, and like I said, there was only three. <clears throat> another one was um, for an air conditioning company. I don't know very much about air conditioners, but I tell you what, I learned everything about them from this guy. Mm -hmm. This salesperson, he was so, again, so passionate about what he was talking about, mm -hmm. and he was relaying all this product knowledge onto me. He, he knew, uh, of course, you know, we must remember that we've got different kinds of customers. Some will just want to browse and some will want to know lots of stuff, whatever it is. And so the, the salesperson needs to know immediately that that's who they're going to be speaking to. Um, so this gentleman actually went through, he started drawing, drawing diagrams for me and I got the picture straight away, you know, it was so easy to understand. And I And he told me everything about the air conditioner, and so it was so. Um, it was again, it was, it was, it was that similar thing of yeah. like that happiness and passion, and that that genuine passion mm. for you know that that person who just generally and genuinely enjoys what they do, and it comes through that's their right. their their voice, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, and that's very hard to 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 replicate, though, isn't it? Particularly, um, yeah. uh, you got it like a team of people. Yes. It's very hard to replicate that because I'm sure we're all the same of, um, I would like more and more of these people. It's very hard to come by. It is very hard. So I guess one thing when an employer is searching for the right staff member mm. is to know that they are going to be passionate about mm. what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, enjoy what they're doing. Enjoy being there. Mm. Enjoy the brand. Enjoy everything about yeah. it, you know, they're not there just for the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you know, you've obviously been in um, many different industries, not just pharmacy, but all sorts of different industries. Now, pharmacy is one of those um, peculiar little beasts. Um, the Pharmacy Guild did this um, research, like call the CP2025 document from um, uh, 2020. It was all. It was all about um, what a community pharmacy is in the future, and there's a lot of sort of research. And what part of the research they did was with customers, and part of that was uh, customers' experience on service levels. And the feedback from customers was that going into a pharmacy, they expect high level of service when they go into a pharmacy. That's that's their expectation. That's what they're thinking is going to happen. Now, when that's the expectation, you think, well, their, their expectations when they walk into a store is, I'm expecting to receive up here. Now, the problem with that is you only need to be slightly off then for you to stand out in a negative way. But the reverse also happens is that for you to be really good, 
you also have to be really, really good because everyone else is good. Um, so I'm also curious of, whilst there are examples of people who do things really well, and, and some of the points you, you mentioned there was that, that, that genuine passion for it, but that product knowledge as well, and that, that, that honesty and integrity that comes through. Now, you would have seen some problematic ones as well. You would have been, no doubt you've been in, in places where it, um, it just hasn't worked out for the best. <laughs> mm. So give, give me some examples of where people have fallen off the mark. Um, a, a good example is when a customer walks in, and that's happened before, when, and again I did this once, mm. is I walked in and they greeted me, mm. that's fine, and I continued to browse, that was okay. But then they were so concerned about their work. So they just went around doing their job. That was it. They didn't bother about anything anymore. They didn't ask me any questions. They didn't see how I could help them or how they could help me. They just, they were not interested. They were more interested in their work. Mm. So now that that's not what they're there for. They're there to sell, help, you know, sell. Mm. So that was, that's been one instance. Another instance could be, have been, actually this happens quite a lot, is that the salesperson never asks the customer what they need. Mm. And, and if they ask what they need, they don't ask further questions to delve into uh, exactly what they need. Mm. That's another thing they don't do. Um, in fact, this is almost always, they never ask for the business. There's always ways of asking for a business. Mm. They never ask for the business. They let the customer walk out to go somewhere else to buy. Mm. And is it, do you think there's an element there of um, people's difficulty in dealing with human beings in like a face-to-face -face type relationship? Maybe, maybe. So, I mean, th this is a <clears throat> It's like, please don't talk to me, type thing. <laughs> You're a customer, but please, yeah. please, please, please don't, uh, please don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to tell you the story. I mean, I just came back from Queenstown, and, and and this was not a pharmacy, but this could, it's possible, it could happen to any business. We booked a car. Everything was fine. Customer service was all great. The next day, we went up to the slopes, and they gave us a chain. Uh, and the chain broke 100 metres down the road. So if you've ever been up a really freezing cold mountain trying to put up a chain, it's not funny. <laughs> so an experience though, nonetheless. An experience. <laughs> the thing is, it broke and how do you fix it? So I got one of the masks, the strings from the mask, my husband tied it all up and off we went again. The next morning we came down, we, we, we went back to the car rental and explain what happened. Obviously, your chain must be old, etc. So the guy looked at it and he says, no, it's not broken. He says, just the pins come off. Okay, that was fine. But then he says, I'm not going to charge you for this. 
And so my husband thought, oh, he's swore a little bit, but you better not. He says, you know, because it's not broken. Yeah. And, and your chain could have been old. It wasn't our problem to begin with. That's right. So in starts the manager and he runs and he raves on and there was this huge hoo-ha between him and my husband. They were just carrying on, the two of them, like poachers, in the store. And the, this, this manager was saying, if you break anything, you got to pay for it. So here's my husband saying, I didn't break anything. You just said I didn't break anything. So how can you charge me? So conversation carried on. I won't say conversation because there was this really loud argument. Carried on outside. manager. Yes. And people outside waiting for their cars also heard all this nonsense mm. going on. In the end, he walked off to the side to vape, to stress, take his stress off. But nobody... Nobody looks at this either. This is another category in customer service of conflict mm. and handling a difficult situation. And it doesn't matter where, whatever business you're in, it is possible it could happen. Yeah. So this is another scenario that's really, you know, just not on. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite often when, because um, as you know, I, I see a lot of pharmacies, mm. I walk into quite a few pharmacies, and I quite often... Um, um, I, I quite often mention, uh, quite often mention along the way, yeah, there's an atmosphere when you walk into a store, right? And I'm sure you experience this as well. There's an atmosphere of, uh, you just feel it when you walk into a store. Sometimes when you walk into that store, it's like, oh, uh, this, yeah, if you, you almost feel a little bit, um, intimidated just by asking a question, you know, and it just feels, yeah, it feels a bit awkward. But there's other stores you walk into, and it's like a ray of sunshine. You walk in, and as soon as you walk in, there, oh, hi, how you going? It's like you're talking to your best mate. And um, I'm, I'm curious about your experiences there in in what makes a good atmosphere when you walk in, because it's you can smell it, feel it when you walk into these stores and it, it is such an important thing for a customer uh, to feel to feel that when they walk in because they feel the tension as well. It's they great. know when yeah. something's wrong. That's why you were saying that it brought a story to mind. Yes, please, 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 please do. And I still feel goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this, I mean, again, I walked in, there's cars at the item. I wasn't going to buy the car at that particular time. But... Now, even now, when I pass the car yard, I just feel these goosebumps. Mm. And that's what they made me feel. And it was all about the staff. Every one of them, from the time I stepped in, it was, hi, how are you? And they, it was like, I'm their best buddy, mm. you know? and yeah. Or I'm part of their family. That's that's how they made me feel. You can't help but feel happy yeah. when, when you get those people around you like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So where does that start? I always say it starts at the top. <laughs> if you've got this grumpy person at the top, that's where it flows through. Another instance is I went to a restaurant and the person up at the top, they were so grumpy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. And consequently it just flowed through. Yeah. So, so it goes back to one of those things. If you um, To have customers in an environment where they feel comfortable, they love being there, it, it is that element of you know the, it is an element of customer service that um it's like that 
unspoken, non-quantifiable thing yes. is that atmosphere. That's right. And as you quite, it's yeah. a very good point you make is that to have that, you've got to have the right culture. Mm -hmm. To have the right culture, that is all about leadership. Mm -hmm. And that comes from not only the boss, but also come from your senior management line as yeah. well. And all of them have got to live and breathe that culture. And if you got that, the customers will feel it and smell yeah, it when yeah, they, when they walk right, in. That's right, yeah. And then they're more conducive to uh, not only buying what they want, yeah. but then more conducive to going back there all the time. Yeah. That, that stickiness, what yeah. the, the stickiness of the customer to keep going back to that store. That's right. And, it's not, and it, they may not buy but then they might talk about it. They, well, not mine. They definitely will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They definitely will. Yeah. yeah. So really it, it comes down to a leadership role, not only from the owners, but senior management is Everyone best customer service. Them. It's got to come from culture. Yeah. Got to come from culture as well. Now, I know for a fact that there's many people listening to, to this in this environment and saying, oh, look, that's all well and good, but... The labour market is so tight, we cannot find staff for the love of money. And it is, I know from speaking to many of my clients, just to find a pharmacist is just about impossible. Mm. You know, it is so hard. And you've got owners who are doing, you know, regularly 70 plus hours a week. I know some, some clients who are doing 100 hours a week in their stores. Through, they, they have no choice. They cannot find enough staff. Mm. And it sort of breathes this next question of how do you keep your customer service levels going when the labour markets are so tight that just to find anyone is hard, let alone to find a good person? Um, and then in, in, in the second part to that is how do you keep those customer levels going when you're just exhausted? Like properly exhausted um, and fatigued, even the owners, even managers at senior level, they're just knackered from doing 70 plus hours a week, sustain it month after month. I'm, I'm very curious about your, your thoughts there on in this very tight labour market and how do you keep those customer service levels going? Well, you know, customers understand what, what the situation is at the moment, and I think it every point the customer service that they give has got to be a good service mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether you're short of people or not you still have to give good service mm -hmm. um coming back to new zealand mm -hmm. they are so short of people there and they will always tell you listen we're sorry this is going to be a little bit late, or um, can you make a booking, or whatever it is, mm. um, because we're short of staff. Mm. And people understand that. Yeah. And people be a little bit more empathetic, I suppose, mm. of the situation. So it doesn't matter whether you're short of staff or you're not short of staff, you still have to give at every touch point in that relationship mm. good service. Mm. How do you treat? How do you how do you train people like that? You just have to. And again, it comes back to that culture. Mm. 
you know, when you get somebody, you've got to have, they, they've got to be um, aware that that's mm -hmm. going on mm -hmm. and, and that they've got to put their best foot forward. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. They won't have a job. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> if they treat their customers badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what you're saying is the culture is still, the culture should always be present regardless of, um, regardless of whether you're short staff or over staff. Yeah, because um, whoever you've got there is going to love coming then because that yeah. culture, you've got that vibrancy in the, yeah. in the business going on. So they'll and love it. And even if yes. they are, um, let's say, falling behind on things or not being able to Explosive. deliver things yeah. as quickly. Um, do, you, do you feel as though the customers are okay with that as long as they feel as though there's um, some empathy coming from the staff members of, yes, we, we're short-staffed, we're um, trying our best here, yeah. um, thank you for your patience. Yes. And do you feel most customers are okay with that instead of, like, pretending? I think most customers are ex will accept that to a certain degree. Because those customers yeah. are also in places of employment where they've got the same problem. That's right. Yes. To a certain degree. Mm. But they must know what's going on. Mm. Okay, they must know what's going on. Listen, we are behind in this because. Yeah. Um, this is not happening because. Yeah. Um, then people can understand. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the more they, they know, the more they understand. And so you mentioned um, culture, but you also mentioned this other thing that um, for your team to portray that culture to customers, that really comes down to a training element, doesn't it? Mm. And that um, that training is 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 one of those things that doesn't matter how busy you are, how short staffed you are. It's got to be there. <clears throat> yeah. And do you have um, examples there of? Uh, what some businesses do in regards to their their, their training elements for their for their team. Oh, um, what, what what are some of the what what are some of the, the good ones? What do they do? Well, <clears throat> sometimes I wonder if they do any training at all. <laughs> the question is, do they train at all? It's funny you say it's funny you say that because whenever you know I, I talk to a farmer, you know, do you get good good service? Yes, I do. They always say yes. We're good good. good. We give good service all the time. They don't do an ounce of training. And it's just whoever they hire is just on the floor and just hope the hell that it works out. Wow. But there's no training or culture in there. But there are those I know who move heaven and earth mm -hmm. to make sure that culture works and the training, 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 training. And there are some very impressive businesses out there, oh, pharmacies yeah. out there. Yeah. And... Um, who spent so much time on their culture and training that it's just that is just part of how things get done. Yeah. Um, so to, to tell tell me they more. They have to train. They mm. have to train from the beginning to the end. That that again, I call customer journeys as touch points of when a customer comes in, because when a customer walks into a pharmacy, it's not always about a script. Mm. They may give a script, but they're also browsing around, mm. and when they're browsing around, they might suddenly say, "Oh yeah, I have this ache and pain." What mm. do I have? Mm. What do I take? Or I have this gift that I want to buy somebody. Mm. You know. So if you've got that salesperson there who um, is going to straight away approach that customer mm. and answer those customers' questions, they could possibly add to that to that um, you know yeah. the amount of money that they spend when they walk in there. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we're heading into an environment where um, the last couple of years, particularly in pharmacy, is that uh, pharmacy was very much on the front line. Like pharmacies were always open, always accessible. You can always get what you want from a pharmacy. Um, you can always get your masks, your hand sanitizers. You can always buy the buy your your rats there. Um, you could go there very easily for COVID vaccinations. They're just always there, and their reputation within the community grew because pharmacies are always on the front line. They always had their door open when everyone else was closed, and um, and it was a, it was a very it was a very interesting phase of life. Now, because of that, they had a lot more customers coming into their store. And in turn, a lot more customers bought things. And so pharmacy's gone through this phase of having, uh, like from a trading performance perspective, they've been doing rather well. But of course, we've got different headwinds coming up now, don't we? Mm -hmm. And that well, we don't have to have vaccinations. Yeah, it's probably preferred that people do, but they don't have to. And that COVID is not as prevalent as what it used to be. We don't have to go to a pharmacy much anymore. And we've got inflation and cost of living and food, petrol, everything's going up. And, uh, interest rates are going up and the mortgage is now costing us more. And so the pressure on the household builds, builds is now going up. Now, we've got some very interesting headwinds coming up now in that for, you know, is there going to be pressure on customer spend when they come in? And this now comes back this full circle of, you know, we've had all these customers come into our store, but to keep them coming back now becomes a very relevant question now, doesn't it? And so how do we keep them coming back? Well, we've got to give them every ounce of love that we've got. And if anything, it is probably more paramount now that store owners really focus on their customer service. Whereas the last couple of years, it hasn't been as important because they just come. They just yeah. come because they had to, or they, they felt as though a need to. And, and pharmacies are accessible, but they don't have to now. And so I think, well, to build that stickiness of having that customer to keep coming back to your store, and there's one thing that will stand you out amongst everything else is that customer experience, isn't it? Always comes it back down to that. It still comes back to that experience from the time they step in to the time they step out. Yep. Um, I mean, I always, when I go into a business and walk out, I always say, will I come back there again? If this is a new place I've been to. Yeah. And if my is that one of your feedback points? The, yes. To the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And experience, because mm. the customer has that experience. And I'll always ask myself, I'll say, will I come back here again? And if my immediate answer is yes, then that's okay. They did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> But of course, not always you know, the it's case. not always the case, but that doesn't matter. Again, customers are empathetic about mm. things like that. This could go wrong or that. But there are main things that when you're looking at the bottom line of a business and how are they going to make money or not make money, 
is whether that team member is helping me sell or not. Mm. And that's the important thing. Yeah. Um, so, there, there, I, I, I guess pharmacies, as you say, have always been there. Mm -hmm. They have to continue to be there. It doesn't mm. matter that um, there's other things going on in the mm. background. They have to continue to be there. It's 24-7, 365. They, customers have to be accessible to them so easily mm. online. Even online, maybe with chat boxes on their websites. Mm. You know, so if a customer needs uh, to know something, they know. Mm. And again, you've got to make them aware mm. that information is available if you need to know what to do for a flu or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, or or te specific text messages, maybe sometimes they can. Somebody can text you. Your customer can text you. Mm. You know, you've got artificial intelligence now mm. on your computer. People can find out the information mm. straight away. Yeah. Um, but so it still always, comes back to the core, it's doesn't it? It's culture that. and it's, it's training, and, and yeah. that has got to be a huge part of, of every pharmacy, yeah. doesn't it? Culture, training, and that is not something that you compromise on. Yeah, and you know, pharmacies are not um, businesses like um, the local furniture store, for example. Pharmacies, people like to go, if they have a good pharmacy and they know they're going to get good information yes. and helpful information that's going to help them, yeah. then they will go back there. Yeah. They keep going back there. Yeah. So it's about building that brand loyalty. Yeah. Brand making loyalty. And your making your customers a family. Yeah. And then that's, you know, that's when they'll keep coming back and they'll yeah. tell everybody else about you as well. Product knowledge yeah. and, yeah. and and passion. Yeah. And passion. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so what you're saying is, even though we're in very tight labour market and it's very very hard to find people, is that you still have a core of people, and that core of people is train them, train them, train them, train them. Yes. Keep that it's culture so alive, and also important to define what culture that you're wanting. Well, yeah. and how that's supposed to, how you can portray that through your interactions. And pharmacies are important, you know, there's so many products in pharmacies, so mm. staff members need to know their products. They yeah. don't, can't just let people walk out. I mean, simple thing like, I don't know, a flu tablet or whatever it is, mm. a cod roll or whatever, or magnesium for your muscles or whatever yeah. it is, or vitamin C. They need to know. Yeah. 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 And yeah. they need to be able to give. Um, options to the customer yeah. so that the customer can decide yeah. which one they want. Yeah, yeah. Now, you've been doing this for a while. How have you seen customer service change and what do you see it evolving into? So if you're a pharmacy owner, if there's a pharmacy owner listening to this, where do you think customer service is evolving into? All what I talked about. All about what I just talked about. People have to have um, easy accessibility because, I mean, the past couple of years we've spent all our time whenever we wanted something on on a digital device, mm. and we can get it so easily it comes to our door. Yeah. So this is what even pharmacies have to do. They have to make themselves so easily accessible. They're there. Mm. So if people want information, if they want a product, they they're there. Mm. Uh, and then they've always been there, but you know they've got to keep that going yeah. just because you know whatever's going on, 
definitely you'll see it's got to stop. Yeah. Um, information. Nowadays we want information all the time. Mm -hmm. When we buy something, yes. we've gone through and we started the whole product. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got to be able to give that information at any point in yeah. time. Any yeah. time of the day that should be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it how's it changed? How do you how, have you seen customer service evolve or 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 is it more of the basics of customer service doesn't change? It is still about human relations. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest change I think it used to be at one stage the price. Price point was was the big value thing. was defined yeah. by price, that's not right. by experience, yeah. service, quality, no, anything like that. Right. Yeah. I go to buy something from there because it's cheaper than ten cents, cheaper than somewhere else. But it's it's not like that now anymore. People want to go in and they want to find, they want to walk out and they feel happy about it. Mm. You know, yeah. um, it's not about price anymore mm. because if it's about price, then they can just go online mm. and just search for the cheapest mm. deal. <laughs> You can always find control. something cheaper. That's right. Yep. You can always find something cheaper. But why is it cheaper? Mm. Yeah. So whereas if you walk into a store, a pharmacy, why is it cheaper? Because your team member is telling you why it's cheaper. Mm. So, okay, I might end up with a cheaper one because I can't afford to pay that price. But then I might take the expensive one as well because they said this is going to be better for me yeah. than the other one. So yeah. that's why it's important that regardless now online, people are still going to step into your store and they still want to know that information. Yeah, yeah. And so this is one of but the... But having said that, yeah. they already know yeah. when they step in. Yeah, 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 that's true. So it's, it's sort of what you said there is quite, I'm sure it's quite reassuring to pharmacy who's going through, has come through an era of the discounters coming in. And it... Um, Annoyingly, but it, it polarized consumer opinion on, like you just said, value is price. If it's cheaper, therefore it's better. Not, well, it's better for me because I don't have to pay as much. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what you're, what you're saying there is from the pharmacy experience is that what you're better off doing is, well, here's cheap option, here's expensive option. These are the differences, mm. and information given to a, a customer is therefore the most powerful thing. Mm -hmm. It is because before somebody buys, they've gone through the internet and they've scrolled everything, and they want to know everything mm. about it before they decisions are made in the home front, aren't they? Yeah, of course. There's the impulse buyers, so you can create your store mm. for those impulse buyers. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, they know what they want already, mm. especially the younger people. Yeah. You know, they, they know what they want. They know not what they want, but they know everything about a product. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so when you've been to a pharmacy and you've experienced um, and you're giving feedback to the owner on the customer service that you've received, what are some of the things that, you're, um, that, the, that the owner has received? What sort of feedback are they getting? Well, they'll get a, a really nice report, charts and all that sort of stuff of where, you know, of what's doing, what what's happening, what's going well and what's not. Um, they will, um, it, there are different categories in, in, in that report. So we look at every every different category. And 
the the uh, recommendation would be at the end of, of what's what's worked well or what hasn't worked well maybe they could look at that that's mm. not worked well and like I said before it's it's always been the closing part of it that pathway taking that customer through that pathway to purchase is um, never there nobody mm. ever asks mm. and and they should mm. because um, because they will have the customer thinking of okay do I want to buy this right now or not mm. um, or come back later or go somewhere else whatever it is so this is all the information that they will get so that they can um, address what's what's going well and mm. what's not going mm. well and they can see so insights of what's actually happening mm. in their store because they can be there how do you know what the conversation is between a customer and a team member. Yeah. There's no way of knowing. No. There's no way of knowing the... Um, and I can't control everything. No, I know no. you can't control. But then if you have some sort of insight of what's happening, mm. then if every team member is doing the same thing, then maybe that's something that they really should <laughs> look yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. 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 It's full of information. Yes. So, Anne and I, Chief Undercover Officer, through customers eyes absolute pleasure now where can people get in touch with you how can they find out more about then you they can go to my website www.truecustomerseyes.com.au and i've got a new website so i'm really excited about that new website very good <laughs> isn't isn't that a fun process yeah, it is. <laughs> um, yes so they can go there and they can find me there yep. yes absolute pleasure talking to you thank absolute you so pleasure. Much, thank you thank you